This is MMA Torch Editor Jamie Pennick, and I'm joined once again on the Torch Audio Update by a very special guest, Demarcus Johnson, from this season of The Ultimate Fighter. Demarcus, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Demarcus, you had your uh, your debut episode this past week after week one was the UK guys. Uh, before we get into to this week and your debut, what were your thoughts on that first episode, sitting down? I know you guys had a big party out there at your gym with uh, everyone watching the fight and stuff. And, um, what, w- what was it like sitting down watching that debut episode and seeing how uh, your counterparts, your UK counterparts, got themselves into the house? Uh, it was, it was good. I mean, like, we weren't, like, we had heard that they were really tough guys, and, like, Dan had told us, you know, expect to be in fights in every single fight, and it kind of, the, the fights kind of went about how I expected, but I mean, I remember thinking, you know, before I had gotten into the house that, that, you know, I, I remember it being such a big deal at the time, and now I was like, that's what I was worried about. <laughs> like not, yeah. not in like a disrespectful way towards any of the UK guys just kind of like a I remember it being such a huge deal that they got to watch our fights but we don't get to that that we didn't get to see their fights it was kind of a that was kind of a dramatic deal that they didn't really play out on the TV show okay so they kind of played it up a little more like you had more to worry about and now seeing this it was a little different exactly yeah um, was there any of the fights from that UK thing that really stood out to you or uh, anything that um, surprised you about any of the guys? No, not really. I mean, the only thing that I was legitimately surprised about was was that Andre Winner was a <laughs> – that he was a 55-er and not a 70-pounder. That dude is humongous for 55. <laughs> uh, well, let's get over to this week's show because this is obviously the debut of the U.S. team. Yeah. Uh, the debut of you and, and, and your smiling face all over the television screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, from, from the outset, when Dana lined you guys up, you're just sitting there with a big, big grin on your face, just happy to be there. Um, and then Jason Pierce falls down next to you. Yeah. <laughs> how, how did that whole situation play out for you? Obviously, you guys must have been, um, sitting around there for a little while before Dana showed up with the coaches and everything. I'm sure you guys yeah. were all, chatting and everything coming up to it so yeah that was a pretty it was a pretty long grueling day that was the the weight cutting day and then like everybody started rehydrating and that's when they lined everybody up and they started you know going over everything and Dana's there just kind of talking to us and and I told Pierce before like I told him like before we even lined up I'm like all right don't lock your legs you know because I mean that's just an old military thing. I mean, guys, I've seen lots and lots of guys pass out like that, so I wasn't really all that surprised when it happened. Yeah. So. Well, and between between that, J- John Shackelford having to be sent home with a herpes lesion on his forehead and Christian uh, Fulgham coming in overweight, um, you know, Dana was – touting this as the worst start to a season <laughs> in Ultimate yeah. Fighter history. Um, did it come off that bad to all of you guys there, and uh, did he make it really drive that point home that it was really an awful start? Yeah. Or was it played up a little yeah. more for the show? Yeah, it definitely, definitely came up. I, I remember standing there thinking, I'm like, holy shit, we're going to be that season. 
It's like if Dana doesn't like us already, then, oh, it's going to be a long, long six weeks. Well, and obviously, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I'm struggling. I got a new iPhone, and I keep on my fat cheeks, keep on poking buttons. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's fine. But, yeah, I remember thinking just there's <laughs> – I was like, great, I'm going to be a part of the worst season ever. And just just being like, well, I guess we're just going to have to work with what we got. Well, it was sure looking off until we got to the fight. Uh, the the first opening fights here that we saw this week were, um, for the most part, pretty good. Uh, full of them really good. Uh, we started with Mark Miller taking on his training partner, Kevin Knapchik. And, uh, you know, this was... Uh, this was a back-and-forth fight for a while in the second the second round. Kevin knocked Mark down. Mark knocked him down. Um, what was it like beforehand with these two, knowing that they were training partners? Did uh, you get any vibe from either of them before the fight on uh, what where their heads were at? Uh, Mark was in my locker room, actually, and, I mean, I just remember we were both sitting there. I was like, that was such a bad, like, just – just a bad break. I mean, to have to fight one of your best friends, I mean, that was hard. And, I mean, before before the fight even started, I mean, they they obviously had to talk. You know, I mean, you heard Mark say at the end of the fight, you know, we're friends before and we're friends after. And yeah. I mean, it, it was, they had that, I, I was there when they had that same little bit of conversation right there when they were announcing the fights. And, I mean, so it was just like, it was one of those things that, you know, you just, you had to do. And, yeah. I mean, and another thing that, like, Dana White said, which, I mean, it was pretty brutal, I mean, at the time, but, I mean, it makes sense. He's like, well, he's like, that happens, you know. We're not in the friend business. We're in the fight business. And, I mean, sadly, under those kind of circumstances, yeah, you got to put everything on pause and, and throw down. Well, and it's a situation where... um Miller and Knapchen don't have the clout to not take that fight, whereas you've got Rashad Evans and Keith Jardine who have already stated publicly many times that they will not face each other. Yeah. You know, but here to get on this show, you know, they got to do what they got to do. They're yeah, both trying to chase the dream and get there. So. Yeah, Dana's kind of got us by the balls. So. Yeah. So we got to do what we got to do. <laughs> Uh, next up, we got a 155 bout with Richie Whitson and Paul Bird, and Paul decided to to be the guy to say, "I'm gonna kill this guy, <laughs> kill this mofo uh, coming into the fight." And yeah. Richie Whitson had uh, an, a very impressive uh, debut bout here against Paul Bird, locking in the rear naked choke in the first round. Um, now. I didn't ask you, since I know you were in the locker room with Mark's fight, were you guys watching any of these other opening round fights, or were you guys uh, just all kind of getting ready for your own thing? I watched all of the fights because the way they aired it on TV, I was the very, very first fight of the entire of the entire you know, show once it started. So it was like once like the – that's why you can hear my voice coaching like everybody that was in our locker room. Okay. That's, that's why I can hear that, but there's nobody talking during my fight. So, but, well, that's I mean, got to yeah. be. A... What was that? Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I I, I lost it because I thought you were going to say something <laughs> important. 
Uh, I was just going to say, well, that's got to be a little bit of a extra confidence booster, knowing that you were the first fight and they tossed you in the main event slot on this debut show. Yeah, I know. It's kind of like the ultimate compliment, I guess. Well, they kind of they kind of built um, with uh, you know a good back and forth bout with a lot of drama in the Miller Knapshen fight. Um, nice little showcase for Richie Whitson. Um, same thing with uh, the Waylon Lowe Santino DeFranco fight. Um, yeah, did you guys know that. of San- Did you guys know of Santino's condition uh, before this fight? Or uh, is that something you found out in the house or on the show? I didn't even find out until, like, a few days in. Like, we had already been at the house for, I think, like, three or four days before we even even talked about his his aneurysm and all that stuff. And, I mean, like, I had no idea. Like, I I got there, and the only person I knew, actually, because we had fought on some some of the same shows in the Midwest, was... Was uh, Waylon? He okay. was the only guy I knew from the entire, like I had actually met before. I mean, so. Well, and this it. is just this is a strange bout on Wednesday night because uh, Waylon just had Santino in a complete turtle in the first round. I mean, he was just turtled up and taking shots, but Waylon wasn't really connecting hard, wasn't really doing any real damage, and. Um, in some ways, it was surprising the ref didn't stop the fight, but at the same time, you could, especially watching it, didn't you get the sense that he wasn't really connecting hard enough on anything to force the stoppage, which allowed Santino to get through to the second round, and then he pulled off a great second round with a huge knee to the face, and then picking up the choke for the win. Um, impressive come-from-behind victory for Santino to get in the house. Um, what were your thoughts on watching that first round then, since obviously you watched the fights and then seeing that come from behind? My thoughts were pretty much, I think, like the rest of America's were when they saw how slow Santino was to get up. I think they were like, okay, he's done. There's no way he's going to answer the second, the second round. And I mean, that's, that's honestly how everybody looked at it. I remember talking to Mark Miller. I'm like, there's no way this guy's this guy's done. And me and Mark were just we were sitting there freaking like cage side, like right next to Dana when that knee hit and it was loud. It sounded like somebody cracking a two by four. <laughs> it it was it was that was a nasty, nasty knee. And the fact that Waylon was still awake after it landed was impressive. I mean, he might not have been all there, but he wasn't sleeping, that's for sure. (laughs) Uh, We got a highlight package on the next couple of fights between Ryan Bigler and Jason Pierce and Cameron Dollar and Tom Hayden. Jason Pierce picked up a decision in his, and Cameron Dollar came back from the brink to slap on a a choke. And um, if I remember correctly, Hayden didn't even get a chance to tap there. He just went out. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh, that was an impressive uh, come from behind for Dollar because he looked to be out of it in the early portion. Yeah, he was getting clubbed on pretty bad. I remember it, it was another, it was just like the Santino fight. I was like, this guy is just getting owned. What is? I'm like, wow, oh, I can't. I don't see it going any other way. And freaking Hayden. I mean, not Hayden. Yeah, Hayden. Hayden. Like I had talked to him a little bit. We kind of. We we kind of exchanged pleasantries before before his fight, and Dollar was in my locker room, and I don't know. That was another fight where I was I was just kind of like, hmm. I was like, that sucks. 
<laughs> and then all of a sudden he he slipped out the back door and just just put him to sleep. Yeah. Uh, now was the time for you to introduce yourself to the world, and uh, <laughs> I thought you did that in great fashion, uh, talking about you're just smiling your way through the season. Uh, might have a couple things in between, but then you'll smile again. And I thought you had one of the greatest lines I've heard on the show where it's, <laughs> I'm here to get paid and hurt people's feelings. It's time to do the man dance. Now, is that something, is that something that you've come up with before? Is that something just you threw out on the spot in your interview trying to be entertaining? Cause it no. came off awesomely and something I think we all want to hear again. <laughs> like <laughs> the, the get paid and hurt feelings, that was on the spot. But as far as the man dance goes, I, I can't take credit for that. I got that from a line in a movie. I got that off of The Way of the Gun. And it's just okay. kind of been like one of those things that like I've always said before any any kind of fight. It was just like, well, all right. I mean, it makes sense if you think about it. Because whenever you're referencing like a manly man, you know, dancing, they're like, oh, I don't dance, blah, 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 whatever. And I mean, I don't know. It's just fighting just sounds so, you know, mundane sometimes. So, so the man dance. <laughs> You start talking oh, about the man dance, and and it does. It makes it makes people smile. It made me smile. It does. And well, and and one of my columnists, Jason Benton, his write up of the show this week, uh, made mention of the fact that he he wants to hear that incorporated into Bruce Buffer's call in the octagon. He wants to hear Bruce get out of the it's time. He wants to finish it with to do the man dance. Um, <laughs> nice. But it, it was it was a highly entertaining kickoff, and then. Uh, you're up against Ray Elby here, uh, who had with along with you, I think, had the most amount of fights coming into the show. Uh, I think yeah. you both had a very similar record coming in. Elby um, was coming out of uh, Paquette, Thailand, and talking about how he didn't want to come for a 4.95 breakfast. And uh, I got to say, your first round domination of him was one of the more impressive beatings I've seen on the show. The elbows you were throwing on the on the ground were were very sick. It was a great fight for you and a great way to debut yourself in the main event on this Ultimate Fighter. Um, how did you think it co- came across on TV after uh, watching this fight? However many a couple of months after the fact, uh, it, I, it came off well. I mean, I, I'm one of those guys. Like once I do fight, I don't really, I don't know. I don't remember a lot of what goes on. Like. It, it, it's hard to explain. Like once I watched it, like everybody, like I guess, I guess somebody had heard like I had done well, especially with my first fight, and I was like, okay, whatever. And oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and so, anyways, uh, I was like, well, yeah, you know, I ground and pounded a little bit, you know, nothing, nothing special, I thought, anyways. But then, like. Like, even guys in the house were like, dude, that was nasty. I was like, yeah, well, whatever. I had no idea who who he was or what he was about. I was, like I said, I was just, I was focused and I was there, you know, to get paid. I was support to pay. <laughs> uh, how did how did watching it on Wednesday then, um, what was that like watching this fight on Wednesday? Uh, were you with a group of people again this week or um, how did that go down and, Seeing more about who he was coming into the fight, uh, what what was your just overall thoughts on on watching that 
experience uh, again. Yeah, well, we were watching the fights at the bar with everybody, and, I mean, it, it was weird because I had no idea who he was or that he had, you know, 30 fights. And, I mean, against tough, tough guys. And I don't know. It was just one of those just weird, weird things where once the fight was over, I mean, everybody kind of looked at me funny, and I even looked at myself funny. I was like, huh, I guess I am kind of a badass sometimes. <laughs> but, but, I mean, for the most part, I mean, I had no idea going into that fight. Like I said, I was just, I was just there. Just trying to do my thing. I was just going to do to him what I know he would do to me. Yeah? Yep. What did you think of Dana's reaction to LB's face just being completely messed up on the ground? Dana was in uh, a little bit of shock there for a second. Just, oh, he messed up his face. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had, like, no idea of, like, the commentary that went on for that fight until, <laughs> until like, I watched it. So, I mean... Yeah, I guess I guess I guess it's kind of like the ultimate compliment if you ground and pound somebody to the point where Dana White's even, you know, kind of. Dana was, I guess, impressed would be the best word for that. Well, I think I, I think it just shows the fact that they put that fight on in the main in that main event slot, um, considering, like you said, it was the first fight of the of the day. Uh, I think that's got to be taken as a great compliment. Uh, yeah. Well. Well. Thank, thank you, UFC Ultimate Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then after that, we found out that uh, Rob Browning, Junie's brother, and uh, yeah. Frank Lester were going to be given uh, a shot in because of um, Fulgham and uh, what's his face Shackelford not getting uh, onto the show. Um, so obviously, we'll have those fights next week. And well, you can't give away. Um, what happened on the fights? We've already seen a preview of Rob tossing a uh, an egg onto someone and getting in their face. Uh, when you heard Rob Browning's name and he came in, uh, was there an immediate reaction to that <laughs> that he was Junie's brother? Uh, and is there anything that you can um, <laughs> talk about with your time interaction interacting with Rob Browning? Well. As soon as they announced that Rob Browning was going to be on the show, I was like, ah, oh, shit. Not only are we the shittiest start to any UFC, to any Ultimate Fighter, now we got the second shittiest person in Ultimate Fighter history behind us. Great. That's what I, that's, that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, God. I was honestly kind of like, fuck my life. Oh. <laughs> uh. Well, um, you know, it was a great episode uh, to start for the American team after the crappy beginning. I mean, the fights that you guys all impressed whoever was watching, and considering how many people were watching this, how does that make you feel knowing that about a million and a half people watched you <laughs> fight on Wednesday night? You know, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's still hard to get like a mental grasp on something like that. I'm I'm still a little surprised when I'm just <laughs> I was shocked that my son even watched it and he was like, "Yeah, that's my dad on TV." Just going nuts. <laughs> that that was kind of fun. So I mean, the fact that a million a million you know people watched it, I was like, I'm kind of like, wow. I'm like people <laughs> people actually care what I got to say. 
probably not, but at least I make people laugh, I guess. Give them something well, to smile about. <laughs> well, I think you've set yourself up as one of the favorites in the 170-pound division after that fight on Wednesday. And, uh, I mean, the, they gave you a lot of face time, and you definitely were entertaining. So I think... Uh, I think you set yourself up for people to want to keep watching you, and that's that's really what what you're hoping for coming into this, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, makes yourself marketable, one. But I mean, like I said, I I, I didn't go on to the show to be on TV. I went on to the show to you know fight people. So I mean, fight first, entertain second, and I mean, with that formula, I, I think I'll be okay. I think you certainly did both of those this week. Uh, well, DeMarcus, anything else you want to add on uh, this week's show, or uh, what have you got to preview for us uh, for next week? Any any idea what they might be coming up? Um, I, I would just stay tuned and expect to see more amazing fights, and and trust me, you'll 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 want to see every episode. I guarantee it. All right, DeMarcus, it was great to talk to you again. Hopefully, we can talk to you again next week. Yes, sir. Awesome. All right, see you later.